Good morning, and thank you for listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined in the studio here by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. And as we enter into this first Friday of the month of August, dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to please join us by entering into the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here we are again, Chuck and Joanne. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and as we begin this month, we will highlight our Holy Father's uh, prayer mm-hmm. intention for all Christians. Um, Chuck, why don't you remind us of what our Holy Father's prayer intention is for the month of August? Right. It's in August for artists, uh, that artist of our time, through their in- ingenuity, may help everyone discover the beauty of creation. So our Holy Father today is asking us, and throughout this month, to pray for artists, for all of those who have that uh, creative talent within, and uh, we'll actually be focusing in on the, the Holy Father's intention a little bit later in this hour. So we invite you to stay tuned into this Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Oftentimes, we do get questions about what the Sacred Heart is, what's the purpose behind the first Friday, why are we bumping Father Ricardo from <laughs> St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, um, and you know, it's, it's good for us to always revisit and to basically relearn and remind ourselves as to the importance that our Lord Jesus Christ is called to have in our lives at the center of reality. The Sacred Heart Hour is meant to remind us in a beautiful way and give us the opportunity to meditate upon how the first Friday of the month is dedicated, of every month, it is dedicated to focusing in on, refocusing our lives to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In a particular way here, we always mm. highlight the practice of enthroning the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in one's home, in one's business, or one's school. Uh, the purpose and the practice of the enthronement is really to make a public covenant with our Lord Jesus Christ that he becomes the king, the brother, the friend of all who dwell there, who perhaps work there in a place of employment, in the business, or all who study or teach there in a place of education. The uh, ceremony is one where our Lord Jesus Christ is invited into one's home and is given authority over the family, over the household, over all of those who work or study uh, who you know are the bosses or who are the teachers in that place. It's really a response to our Lord when our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary. And there's that powerful message that he speaks. He speaks that humanity has grown cold. And so Jesus comes uh, with the fullness of grace, with the fullness of divine love and that fullness of mercy. He comes to humanity to rekindle within all of us and among all of us a warmth. He wants to bring us back mm-hmm. to life. He wants to bring us back to warmth. Now, not the kind of warmth or heat that we're all enduring in this August weather, <laughs> but the internal, mm-hmm. the internal um, as well as eternal love and warmth that comes from being in union with God. He offers to St. Margaret Mary his heart, 
in a particular image. And he gives this heart to us that is exposed for veneration, a heart that is engulfed with flames as a result of its divine love for us. And in those beautiful conversations between our Lord Jesus Christ and St. Margaret Mary, you know, he also asks that she and all of her sisters and all Catholics throughout the world bring back, bring back to the center of their mind and their attention the reality and the truth that he's at the center of all that there is. And you know, years pass, decades pass, centuries pass, and we end up with this beautiful, very on-fire priest, Father Matteo, who understands the significance and the importance of every Christian home, making sure that the heart of Jesus Christ is at the center. And so Father Matteo understood that the families were breaking under the burden of work, responsibility, obligations, and they needed, they just needed to focus once again on Christ. And so he began this process of a public act of veneration called the enthronement. You know, as kings were disappearing across the world, Father Matteo said, there's only truly one king. It is Jesus. So make Jesus the king of your heart, the king of your home. And that's what really began the process of the enthronement. And the enthronement was a wildly popular practice uh, for a long time. And it kind of fell by the wayside in the uh, difficulties of the 1960s and 70s and 80s. But now, here we are experiencing a rebirth, Mm. you know? He's making his way back. And Father, as you're sharing about this, I'm thinking of people who might be listening who have already enthroned their home. And it's a great reminder to say, you know, is Jesus the king of my home? Is he the focus? Have I put that picture up in a place, maybe back in the hall or a place where we rarely can see it? And I know for Chuck and I, having moved to a new home, we are doing a um, renewal this Sunday and really excited about it. But we also need that that zip. We need that reminder. And whether it's a, even a birthday or a holiday or just any day to just, um, it, it's so helpful to hear you go through again what it is either you've already done or we're asking you to consider and to call in. <laughs> we have Throw those questions at us. Oh, yeah. We have Scott Williamson, who is there on the phones, 614-459-4820. And he is anxious and ready to take your phone calls. And, you know, if you have questions of what Father has shared has kind of brought to mind something that you would like to talk further, give Scott a call or sign up. And I I think as I was listening to Father, you know, in today's world, we know we're going against the relativism, secularism, and the world today of technology. And people might say, you know, it's just too late for me now to do this. Now, maybe... Ten years ago, I might have been open, but my family won't even, they're so preoccupied. And I say to you, no, now is the time. Or not to interested. Do this. Or it not doesn't interested. matter. I think every home today, and I'm convinced, needs Jesus more than ever. We all do. Joanne and I need him. Mm. Everybody in the station needs him. Everybody in this diocese needs Jesus. And there's no greater way than to enthrone your home to Jesus. And that enthronement process is really very simple. 
You don't have to prepare for anything except to welcome the missionaries. And when they do come for the first time, they will help lead you through your preparation phase, which will take about an hour. And then they will help you so you be left with instructions for the next week. And they will return a week later and it'll take another hour to witness. We witness. We don't enthrone your home. We witness Mm -hmm. your enthronement. So, Father, it's just simple. And And Chuck, remember, Father Stash Daly is also there through the DVD. Uh Our good friend technology comes to hit me again. (laughs) So every day, Father, for 10 minutes or so, is going deeper, answering questions. Now, he would like to be there personally, of course, but (laughs) this is the next best thing. And, um, And then people say, what about the cost? Okay, you're bringing pictures and, you know, uh, all the literature and no, there is no cost. We do leave a donation envelope that doesn't even go to the missionary coming to your home. All you really have to do is say yes, open your door and just uh, pull up a chair for the missionary. They're not interested in hospitality food or seeing really your home. They're interested in one thing, bringing Jesus and also his blessed mother through the wonderful statue of Our Lady of Fatima that will be there for the week. If you're interested in learning more about the enthronement or perhaps connecting with a missionary team from your parish or your area of the church, we do invite you to call St. Gabriel Catholic Radio uh, and you know just let Scott know that you are interested in learning more about the enthronement, learning more about how to have a missionary team come to your home and uh, you know, prepare you for and walk you through the process of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. You know, it's it's always interesting the uh, the DVD series that we did. We didn't even have when we first started Sacred Heart Columbus. Right. The whole DVD series came about as a result of uh, Chuck and Dran bullying me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bullying them who then bullied me. (laughs) But really, I mean, it was a beautiful process of discernment. Um, All kidding aside, it was just the people were going through the enthronement process and they realized I, you know, I feel kind of shorthanded because I don't have Mm -hmm. all of the basics down. And there was this incredible thirst, almost like a desert, if you will, among the faithful who were doing the enthronement. And they didn't know how to explain that our Lord Jesus Christ is truly present in the Eucharist. Right. They didn't know the significance behind the image of the sacred heart. They didn't know why should I Mm -hmm. even be doing this or why should I pray Mm -hmm. or what's a rosary? Maybe I know what the rosary is, but I don't know how to pray it. Um, What's the significance of the church being present in my home? I don't want all those people at Sunday mass in my home. (laughs) It's like, well, that's not what we mean when we say the church has to be present in your home. Your home is called to be a domestic church though. And Christ is supposed to be at the center of the domestic church that is your home. And you answer so many of those questions, Father. And probably create a few more, too. <laughs> yeah, we could do an update. <laughs> oh, we, here we go again. And we leave the DVD. <laughs> we many do. families have said, oh, gee, you know, I've got a daughter in college. I wish she could hear this, or this is a lot of good information. I'd like to hear it again. Well, the good news is you can. Yeah, we leave all of Because we there. do leave that. Yeah, and, and really, um, any response that you have, towards the efforts of the missionaries is kind of like a pay it forward. Yes. You know, if the Lord places upon your heart to, you know, join us in prayer, 
we have the auxiliary of the Sacred Heart. We, you oh, can join the auxiliary and basically that, be a prayer yes. warrior for those who are promoting the uh, the devotion mm-hmm. to the Sacred Heart. For those who feel called to grow in a more intimate way, um, you know, we invite you to go into a process of discernment, uh, especially with your family and your pastor, about possibly becoming a missionary of your uh, Sacred Heart yourself. And then for those who just wish to support it um, through financial means, you know, you're really making it available for the images to go into or other homes. And we ship them all over uh, the diocese and even the state. And we have people call, calling in from all across what the country. What about those promises, Father? Well, if those aren't in and of themselves enough of a reason exactly. to <laughs> enter into the enthronement. The first two would you know? be like, stop there. And I think it, it is important because in those conversations uh-huh. that our Lord Jesus had with St. Margaret Mary, um, in those conversations, they're basically distilled into the promises we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you just listen to what our Lord has to say to St. Margaret Mary, mm-hmm. first of all, the thing that will strike many is no one is left out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to benefit mm-hmm. from at least one of the promises. Mm-hmm. When the Lord says, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Okay, I mean, what more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> he gives you what is needed. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that he's promising you sunny acres or happy farms for the rest of your life. It just means he's going to give you what is needed to survive and thrive. He's going to give you that ability to tap into his spirit and to always know that he's present, whether, you know, things are going your way or not. uh, Devotion to the Sacred Heart is helping us to live his way, not our way. Uh, And then the second promise, you know, and this is a biggie, I will give peace Mm. to their families. We highlight this every month, and the reason why is because so many families are in turmoil. That is a biggie, Father. And here we are in the month of August, and we're all getting ready mm-hmm. to prepare for the earthquake that's school starting up again. Mm-hmm. And people are running around in chaos trying to figure out, well, how do we get Junior or the little lady ready to go back to kindergarten and whatnot, and worried about school supplies. It's like, well, what about their souls? Mm. What about bringing that interior peace to our children by you know, gathering the little ones before they return to school or high school or even leave for college, why don't we bring them before the Lord and remind these children of ours what truly is important? And Father, to bring peace into the family, sometimes and many times it's a process. And to get to that peace, our Lord is authentic and real and wants real peace, not Bake. Yeah, no sugar. So, no, right. So <laughs> no some sugar. things might need to come to the light right. and oh, be yeah. healed and work through. And sometimes people have said, gee, you know, I thought we were going to have peace. And, <laughs> we, and it seems yeah. like, you know, but it, but stay with Persevere. and walk Persevere. through. And I know that's been true for our family. And we, mm-hmm. you know, Coming out the other side is beautiful. It's really a process of purification, isn't it? Mm. We invite the Lord in. Which is painful. Yeah. (laughs) Dripping off that Band-Aid, you know, (laughs) got to get to that next step of healing. Uh, It's really a process of purification. We ask the Lord to enter into our lives. We made a choice. Mm. Lord, I want you to enter into my home. I want you to enter into my heart. Well, the next choice is to allow him to start the deep clean. Ah, And it's like, oh, what if you just ignore that closet? Don't look at that closet. Yeah, Don't open that door. Well, that. you know, the Lord says, no, if you want me in, I'm in. Okay? I'm not staying at the front door. I'm in. You know? Well, and I also think that as we go to the, we call it number nine, but of these 12 promises, he is, this is from Jesus. This isn't from Father Stosh no daily way. or from nope. the Wilsons. It's from Jesus. I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and 
and honored. I mean, he's telling us directly what we have to do. Right. To expose the sacred heart, to honor it. And I was thinking, as you talked about August and the turmoil, I, I believe a lot of families probably have been saying, this summer has not been a vacation. Sure. Yeah. You know, we have been on the go constantly. We're going to this activity, that activity. And I think what we have failed to do, if we hmm. want to continue to renew the family, is we have to understand it's going to come through Jesus. That's it isn't going to come through us. So if you're listening now and you have any questions for Scott or you'd like to sign up, give us a call. Again, this is St. Gabriel Radio, AM820. On the Sacred Heart Hour, 614-459-4820. And my invite to you, it's never too late, no matter what is going on in your family. Just say yes. Exactly. And, you know, there's different kinds of excitement. You know, there's the excitement Mm -hmm. we can have because something's awesome, something's good, something's true. We're looking forward to that family trip. We're looking forward to the birthday. We're looking forward to school starting. <laughs> We're not looking forward. There's an excitement that's life-giving, but then there's also that excitement that is more associated with like anxiety. It's like, I really don't want the summer to come to an end. I really don't want this. I really, And we start getting all worked up over it. Well, you bring the Lord into your life. You bring the Lord into mm. your home, and he purifies that excitement so that it's something that is life-giving. You know, It's something that we can look into the mystery of the days to come from the perspective of God, and we can trust, and we can just be detached from our own desires and our own pursuits let go of the anxiety. So, so very many people are really burdened and weighed down by concerns. Well, that's the challenge. That's the invite. That's what we do for you today at this uh, Sacred Heart Hours. We invite you to allow the Lord to come in and purify and make that excitement something that's good, holy, and life-giving. You know, Father, the Lord always gives us what we need. and When we need it. When yeah. we need it. And I'm thinking of the divine mercy that people have said, is there a competition? Do I have to choose one or the other? And here I'm looking at the uh, promise number six. Sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. And that is really divine mercy is a lot about mercy. Absolutely. And the sacred heart is about love. And oftentimes we need to know the love of our Lord to know how much mercy we need. Mm-hmm. But he's done that. First he brought yeah. the love and the mercy, re reawakening. The two are definitely there in both devotions, but they're not in competition and they're both very important because they come from the heart of Jesus. And he doesn't give up on us. And he doesn't He doesn't give leave up. us alone. Praise he's in every Lord. tabernacle of every church throughout the yeah. world. And he wants to be in every home. He wants to be in every home around the world. The Lord does not give up on us. And so we have to stop taking that for granted. I mean, it's time to like wake up and start accepting all of the gifts he wants to give. He wants to give peace. He wants to give healing. He wants to be present. Um, He wants to console people in their difficulties and in their troubles. Uh, You know, what he says to the sinner, the penitent sinner, as you said, that ocean of mercy. Um, and I love when he says, tepid souls shall become fervent. Yeah. People say like, well, what am I supposed to do to grow in my holiness? Yeah. It's like, okay, stick close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Draw close to his sacred heart. And that's basically what someone's like, well, I get it. I live it. But how do I grow? 
Well, I mean, no one's walking around saying on the corner of broad and high, hello, I'm tepid, you know. <laughs> but when you have that question, it's like, I want to grow. Where do I go next? What do I do next? And it's like, that's the tepid soul yeah. that's yearning to become fervent. You can only do that in the school of Jesus. You can only do that in the school of Christ. And so the sacred heart becomes the lesson that we study and the lesson we live. And, you know, I want to challenge you out there listening. Look around your home. And, you know, do you have, as Mother Angelica always said, Holy reminders. How have you decorated your home to help you as you are spending many hours there? You know, your eyes glance to a crucifix or a picture, and it is a holy reminder. Mm -hmm. And so if we have nothing in our home but, you know, pottery barn accessories or, you know, knickknacks that are secular, which are, you know, I'm a decorator. (laughs) (laughs) You know that, Father. But... Those holy reminders are uh, really important and a blessing. Yeah, and they don't, and they're not decorations. They actually become yeah. sacramental reminders of and God's presence among us. Now, that's more when they're blessed. Correct. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think as we're talking about the beauty of the enthronement, it's really why we need it today more than ever. And and I think people get a little bit of confused, and the devotion to the Sacred Heart is written, is the center, the source, and summit of our Catholic faith. It is what distinguishes us from non-believers, but more importantly, it proclaims from the rooftops what it means to be a person fully alive in God and seeking life with God in heaven. And I think that fully alive, Father, is we're seeing so many homes today, and I know we experienced this past week saying, a, a person was saying, I have no hope with my my boys. My situation, yeah. They're just on couches all day oh, yeah. with their phones or their videos yeah. and so forth. I have no hope. He's given up hope. And I'm thinking, mm. no, the hope is in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And until parents, until we say enough is enough, we are going to enthrone our home to the Sacred Heart. And when you do the process of the enthronement, how many times have we heard people welcome the missionaries— Okay, the missionaries come and they leave and they come back a week later. But what's left in the home during that process of preparation, opening their hearts? You have this gorgeous image of Our Lady of Fatima and these strikingly beautiful images of the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart. Okay, so you've got a couple of couch potatoes who are laying there addicted and to their phones, you know, and, and they Daniels. look up and they see the statue and they see the yeah. pictures and they're like, well, what is this doing in mm-hmm. my house? And how many times have we heard from people give their witness talks about Everything in our house was, quote-unquote, normal. People got used to the way it looked. Even we got used to the way it looked. But then all of a sudden, you brought in the image of the Sacred Heart. And it was different, it was new, and it caught our attention. And, of course, we've heard from a lot of people that the beauty of Our Lady really captivates them and just pulls them in. And that's another powerful invitation given to us because right now we're in the 100th anniversary of Our Lady appearing at Fatima. Oh, yes, Father. She's such a beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. invitation as to how we are called to live out the glory of God. And Our Lady, Mm -hmm. when she appeared there, she wanted people to pray, pray, pray for people who struggle, for the sinners in our midst. Pray for ourselves, we who Mm -hmm. are sinners. And how many times have we done the enthronement and people give these beautiful personal witnesses about how just having the image of Our Lady in Fatima struck their hearts. You know, I know Chuck, you and I have spoken about how many men 
talk about that. They see the statue of Our Lady and how many roll their eyes when the missionaries come walking in with this, you know, three foot tall statue of Our Lady or however tall it is. She's, she's beautiful. presence. And then all of a sudden the guys are like, she's really, she's beautiful. And it's like, if you think the statue is beautiful, why don't you spend time with Our Lady herself? She's even more beautiful. Well, and some people said, she can't leave. I want to buy the statue, <laughs> which you can do. But we don't, you know, necessarily Please prevent promote us from it, getting but... into a wrestling match over the image we left there. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's also an opportunity for families to pray together. And many exactly. times... It's the first time yep. that they have really gathered to pray the rosary together. And uh, so does it sound like we are, you know, very excited about this? <laughs> it's Call not caffeine. Scott. It's called Holy Spirit. <laughs> exactly. It's not caffeine. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, and I think for missionaries, just to clarify, uh, it's a team of two going out. In Detroit, mm-hmm. they have teams of seven and eight going out, That's Father. True. Yeah. And we have teams of two going out. We have almost 40 teams today. We're spread throughout the diocese. And, you know, it's not about the team again. It's about Jesus is saying to us, we, we have given, we need to bring Jesus to the homes. That's it. It's not about us coming to the home. It's about you being willing to open your door to Jesus and say, my family right now needs peace. My family needs these promises. And the other way to do it really, Father, is once a year we have the sixth annual Congress. Yep. And I know we want to share a little bit about that. I know we're we're running. We got about four minutes to share on it a little bit. And uh, so maybe, Father, just bring the light it's going to be our sixth annual. How did the Congress come about, and what's your thoughts behind the Congress? Well, you know, I, the Congress came about as a result of just a basic effort to have a family reunion. Ah. It was to bring everybody together who is involved, invested in, and dependent upon the Sacred Heart. And we just get together mm-hmm. as a big family of people who acknowledge that Christ is at the center of our lives. Um, the first goal is catechesis and evangelization. So, you know, we always bring in guest speakers from across the country who always have a powerful message, an incredibly Mm -hmm. powerful Mm -hmm. message. There's always the Holy Mass, the source and summit of the Mm -hmm. life, the Eucharist. Um, There's information to learn more about the power of our Lord. Um, This year, we've got incredible speakers coming in. Sister Joseph Andrew, a Dominican sister of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, coming in from Ann Arbor, the Mother House. And then we also have Father John Paul Mary of Divine Mm -hmm. Mercy coming up from EWTN. Two incredible speakers nationally known. They go all over, and they're going to be with us this year at the 6th Annual Congress on October 14th, being held and hosted at uh, Christ the King Parish by Father David Schalk. Um, And I can tell you firsthand, these two speakers are very talented, very driven by the Lord himself, and uh, very convicted of the gospel message. And, and Father Stash Daly, yeah, like who is that also tired old bathroom rug. We just can't get rid of. Awesome, <laughs> so, our spiritual director. You're always. But I don't have that southern twang like Sister Joseph Andrew does. <laughs> I mean, she just pulls you in. You just can't even fight it. She you just, pull us in too, Father. Oh and, yeah, but I don't use hun. And Father, <laughs> Father, they can register right now on SacredHeartColumbus.org. SacredHeartColumbus.org. You register. There's. We just have a goodwill offering at the end. Uh, when you register, we're not requiring any fee or anything. All we want to know is how many probably will be coming yeah. uh, to the Congress. Yeah. And Christ yeah. the right. King is a, a beautiful church. It's very large. It seats over a thousand people. We want to So there is up. plenty of room. And, you yeah. know, and this is really a challenge. If you've done the enthronement, mm-hmm. 
Come back to the Congress. And bring someone. And bring somebody. Bring your children. I can promise you this. There's not one single person who's going to go to that Congress and not be mesmerized by Sister Joseph Andrew. Yeah. Because the wow. way she pulls us into Our Lady and Our Lord. And, of course, to this year she's going to be highlighting Our Lady's message at Fatima and how her message brings us back to the throne of her son Jesus and his sacred heart. Well, think of the day, October 14th. Exactly, the day awesome. after. And actually, you know, our festivities begin... The night before, on the 13th of October, mm-hmm. the, the anniversary of the last apparition of Our Lady in Fatima with the candlelight rosary procession from St. Catherine of Siena Church in Bexley to Christ the King. What time is that, Father? I think, it's seven, seven seven I think it's yeah. 7 o'clock. I think it's 7 o'clock. I think it's 7 to 9 is what they're uh-huh. planning. Yeah. yeah, But the festivities begin then mm-hmm. and just go into the next day for the Congress of the Sacred Heart. And you know, the, between the speakers, between the opportunity for fellowship— uh, to see the power and the glory of what it means to be united in faith with everybody who's coming from all over. Um, the different priests will be present, the deacons, the seminarians, the religious sisters from Put it on your calendar. Make it a priority. Save the date. October and I, I can 14th. promise you other things will come along, but this will be number one. As we bring to a close this first segment of our Sacred Heart Hour, I invite you just to consider the greatness and the glory of the living God and to give thanks and praise for the message of Our Lady at Fatima 100 years ago. And I invite you to please join me as we bring this segment to a close in prayer. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, bring peace to our homes. You told your apostles, peace is my farewell to you, my peace is my gift to you. Jesus, give peace to our families. Keep us from offending you by mortal sin. Fill our hearts with the love that comes from your sacred heart. Help us to forgive each other and to live in peace. May we enjoy your peace in our family here on earth so that we may be united again in heaven to be with you forever. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we love you. Amen. 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 Old School Construction, Concrete and Electrical, Commercial and Residential, a trustworthy hometown veteran-owned business. CatholicConstruction at gmail.com. This is Father Charles Schonk from St. Patrick's in Columbus, Ohio. The Dominican Friars would like to invite you to a sung Mass celebrated in Latin, according to the Dominican Rite, on the Solemnity of St. Dominic, Friday, August 4th at 7 p.m. Latin English worship aids will be provided, and after Mass, light refreshments will be served in the parish hall. Come join us. That's Friday, August 4th at 7 p.m., St. Patrick's, Columbus, Ohio. Christians in the Holy Land need your help and support. In the very place where Christ planted his church, Christians are a dwindling minority caught between the warring sides of the Middle East conflict. You can help support Christians in the Holy Land by attending the annual Cradling Christianity Dinner Thursday, September 7th at St. Agatha Church in Upper Arlington. This year, the dinner will feature a speaker very well versed on the struggles of Christians in the Middle East, Jesuit Father David McConey. Father McConey is a professor of theology and the director of the Catholic Studies Center at St. Louis University. The evening begins with Mass at 5.30, followed by dinner. All money raised goes straight to the Franciscan Foundation to aid Christians living in the Holy Land with education, employment, and housing. Again, the events Thursday, September 7th at St. Agatha Church. For reservations, call Chuck Bramlage at 314-691-3547. The Lancaster Marion Center will again be presenting a booth at the Ohio State Fair through August 8th 
giving away rosaries, scapulars, miraculous medals, and prayer cards. All registrants are entered into a drawing for a beautiful statue of Our Lady of Fatima. Drawing takes place at the close of the fair. This is a completely Catholic exhibit at the Ohio State Fair, located in the marketplace. An AC on the fritz is not cool in the summer heat. Apex Systems specializes in heating and air conditioning, repair, maintenance, and installation. 24-hour service available. 614-868-1900. Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here we are at the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of August. This is Father Stas Jaley, joined in the studio here at St. Gabriel Live by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Hello. <laughs> oh, that really just threw me Back for a loop again. there. Uh-oh. <laughs> so here we, we are go. here. And as we begin this next segment, we invite you to join us uh, to just consider the glory of the Lord's Sacred Heart. And our opening prayer for this segment is actually going to be the gospel passage taken from the gospel according to Matthew for this coming Sunday. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John, and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Chuck and Joanne, what about the Gospel passage for this coming Sunday, the Transfiguration? What strikes you, just off the bat? What comes to your mind first? The one that really struck me or touched me was listen to him. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I think so often that voice is becoming silenced today. Right. The voice of our Lord is becoming mute today because we don't allow that voice in homes today. We don't allow that voice around the family today. And he's giving us the instruction right now. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Very good. And I think this is what he did come to St. Margaret Mary and said, you know, I'm going to give you this instruction to take to the world. Exactly. That my heart is on fire and I want to give my love to everybody in return. I want that love. So for those that are interested in more. I can't do better than that. (laughs) Oh, come on. As the spouse, you can compliment. Oh, that is, that is good, Chad. Is that good? That is good. (laughs) 
Well, let's, oh, let's marriage go with love you. has just been rekindled right here in, this, yeah. in the studio at St. Gabriel Radio. No, I think that, well, I think Chuck is right. He's exactly yeah. right. You know, the Father tells us to listen to yeah. the Son. Listen to Him. So that when the Lord speaks, do we listen? I think what you know what particularly struck me was a response, really, to go deeper into the gospel from John Paul II. You know, John Paul II always said, do not be afraid. Oh, I love that. Do not be afraid. Well, what does, this, what does our Lord say to the disciples after everything's occurred? Rise and do not be afraid. You know, when we have people in our families who struggle with the faith, when we have people who take on mm-hmm. that rather audacious and insulting tone before the Lord, I'm not going to believe. Yeah. Prove yourself. Well, those are all statements made as a result of fear. People mm, are afraid. People I are afraid of, of like God, that. who is at the center of reality. So what do they do? Because they're afraid of God, because they don't know him, they put themselves at the center of reality, which ultimately means a fake reality. It's not real. scarier still. They think they're writing their own destiny, which is, com- there's nothing further from the truth. So when the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. says, rise and do not be afraid, how do we respond to that? Well, we listen to him. The father says, this is my well-beloved son. Listen to him. Yeah. And then what does the son say? Rise and do not be afraid. How often do we become paralyzed by fear, especially fear of our own sins, fear of our ignorance? And how many people you know, hear about the sacred heart and, oh, you know, I'm just not ready for that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know enough for it. Well, Jesus says to you, rise and do not be afraid. Let me in. Let me in. Do not be afraid. The father tells us to listen to his son. What more do we need? Our Lady at Fatima, you know, people turn their backs on my son, Jesus. And so we have all of these incredible reminders. And from the Transfiguration, you know, we have that incredible uh, invitation to consider what does it mean to have Moses and Elijah? Well, that's my question up yeah, here. That's why? A, why? Why Moses and Elijah? And what do they represent? You know, Moses represents the fullness of the law. For those of you who have the opportunity and the privilege, really, to attend daily Mass, right now the first readings mm-hmm. are guiding us through the instructions given by God and how Moses is obedient. Yesterday it mm-hmm. spoke of how Moses was obedient in erecting the tent around the Ark of the Covenant. And once he had finished the tent, what happened? The divine presence came down upon it in the form of a cloud. In the form of a mm-hmm. cloud. Cloud by day, and the, the cloud was consumed by fire at night. Okay, so there's this idea of the cloud, the presence of God descending and dwelling upon that place of earth where the Lord is found. The Lord wants to descend upon your home. If you but let him in. Beautiful connection. And Moses is there, and Moses represents (laughs) the fullness of the law, the fullness of that obedience. Elijah, as the prophet of prophets, represents Mm -hmm. that openness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, to be a prophetic voice. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I I can't be a prophet because I don't hear that voice. It's like, okay, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means you're open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That means you're called to be a prophetic witness in the world. You don't stick to the rules and guidelines of a society gone mad. You stick to the love and the mercy of God's kingdom. And you become Mm. an animating force, a prophetic witness. You become the one who gives joy to others when they know only sorrow. You become the one who Mm. is a witness to hope when others know only despair. You're a prophetic witness. So you have Elijah and Moses there with the Lord. And wherever the Lord is, you have these two beautiful experiences of what it means to be in union with God, obedience to his law of love and mercy, and this call to be a prophetic witness. And our holy fathers today, Pope Francis, Benedict, John Paul, they all called us to do the same. 
yeah. to respond to God's love and mercy and to be a prophetic witness to the world today. And when we leave Mass on Sunday, go in peace and bring that, you know, bring Jesus to others. But we can't leave it at the doorstep. No. Mm. And no. when we come home again, we, we have to renew ourselves and say, thank God we have Jesus now as the king of the house. Let's honor Jesus. Yep. But for those interested uh, in having your home and throne or with any questions, call today 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. This is the Sacred Heart Hour with Fathers Tosh Daly and Joanne and Chuck Wilson. We're excited to bring this to you because we're just being disciples and being those that are standing there with Jesus to bring you Jesus. I mean, nothing more than this hour is to let you know that Jesus loves you. And in return, he wants that love return father. Right. And you know, we, we have to just continue to be so thankful for St. Gabriel Catholic radio and that, you know, our Lord, part of his love is the station oh, yeah. and the, the lives that it's touching yeah. in the word that it's proclaiming. So, you know, please do support St. Gabriel Catholic Radio any way you can, because it is a gift and we can't take that gift for granted. You know, and to be so filled with gratitude that we live in the United mm-hmm. States of America, where we have the liberty to have a radio station where the gospel is proclaimed on air, live, is explained for us so that we can come and to know the Lord. And not take it for granted. And to never take this for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we have the liberty to have a radio station that is bringing to us these words of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we have brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for our holy faith. They don't have always the opportunity to hear words of edification and support and encouragement. So we give thanks and praise for the gift of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, which makes it possible to bring to you in your cars, mm-hmm. in at your cubby where you're working, in your kitchen, everywhere, uh, everywhere these words. You know, today uh, we not only have the opportunity to meditate upon the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ before us in a sacred heart, um, and it's the first Friday of the month, but also because it's August 4th, it's the feast day of St. Jean-Marie Vianney. Oh, yes. And I would just like to say that the Franciscans work themselves into everything because <laughs> he was a secular Franciscan. I didn't so know that. every good story usually has a Franciscan involved. You just sometimes have to dig deeper, but they're always, always present. We love Franciscans. <laughs> so Dave Orsborn's giving me the you know, football cheer over here, <laughs> being a Franciscan himself. But, you know, Chuck, in preparation, uh, preparation for today, we learned a little bit more about St. Jean Vianney, who was the patron saint of parish priest, and then Benedict XVI made him the patron saint of all priests. And there's a beautiful connection there between St. Jean Vianney, um, the priesthood, and the Sacred Heart. What, what's one of the more popular quotes from St. Jean Vianney? Yeah, he, he says, um, one quote is, the priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus. Mm. I don't think there's any more that you have to say. It is. And the thing that really is, he went to a town that had a lot of problems. Really, no faith. (laughs) Huge. Oh, yeah. After the French Revolution, it had been decimated. Decimated. It was a small parish. And he was just a simple person, a humble person, wasn't given all the gifts, you know, of street smarts and everything. And here he came, and for 42 years, he served them. And in some time, 16 hours a day, 
in the confessional. And I think today is a day that we want to honor priests because the priests are the John Viennese of today. They are giving their lives for us. And I think his feast day reminds us that we need to be resolved in our support to our priests by our prayers. And everything we do, everything that we have because of the Blessed Sacrament, our priests are bringing us the Blessed Sacrament, to bringing us the sacraments of confession, baptism, all the different sacraments that we need. And we have to appreciate our priests. And I was wondering, Father, when I was hearing a little bit more about uh, St. John Vianney, I was thinking, how would the people today accept him? Mm. Yeah. Would he be one of those just saying, oh, who is that guy? Yeah. Or would he be one that people would be open to and be saying, as this lawyer said, who just returned from having confession with him, people were waiting two days. Just to go to confession. Just to go to confession. Said, how was it? I experienced God. Yeah. That's all he said. I experienced God. Well, and I think like then in ours, uh, it would be today the same wherever we are. Columbus, Cincinnati, Toledo, Detroit, you know, Kenton, Chillicothe, Marion, wherever you are and you're listening, um, John Vianney would be that priest who would reflect Jesus. He wouldn't be pushing himself. He wouldn't be trying to get disciples for himself. He wouldn't be trying to sacrifice the dignity of the faith or the teachings of Jesus to fit in. He would be the one that would reflect the Lord. And, you know, when John Vianney, uh, he really struggled in seminary. And when he received his mission assignment to go to ours, he was walking along the way, as everyone had to, you know, he either walked or was in a horse-drawn carriage. And he met this little boy and he asked the boy, uh, my child, can you direct me to ours? And the The child pointed out the path to walk, and he goes, now that you've shown me how to get to ours, I'm going to show you how to get to heaven. Mm. You know, he didn't say, walk and talk with me and make me feel good about myself. Mm. He said, no, I'm going to show you how to get to heaven. He was a priest of priests. He loved the Lord completely, holding nothing back. And uh, I would love to say that today, if um, Jean-Marie Vianney was in one of our parishes within our listening area, that there would be a lot of people who would respond to him because the people of God, uh, as all people, they respond to authenticity and sincerity. You know, we don't always know truth when we see it, but we do know a lie when we hear it. And John Vianney presented the truth. And he was a man caught up by the love of the Lord. And in that love he had for the Lord and the Blessed Virgin and St. Philomena and all of these great devotions and the sacraments, um, you know, people understood this man is not living for himself. He's living for Jesus. But and I don't was you thinking, think, excuse me, Jack, that that took a while. I'm thinking of our priests who do not have the charismatic personality, who are often criticized in their, you know, homilies or their uh, personal, you know, demeanor, people skills. I bet he didn't have them. Uh, ours oh, sure. oh, no, was not, not at all. a plum No, place not at all. Sense. I don't think, to be I honest with you, like, John okay, Vianney, they, they didn't want to ordain him. Exactly. But they had no choice. There were The priest of France had been pretty much obliterated by the secularistic 
uh, nihilistic and atheistic regime of the French Revolution. I mean, there were no priests. So when John Vianney was going through seminary, it's like, well, how many classes can I fail? (laughs) That was the question. But the bishop said, we need priests to make Jesus present. And so he was ordained. It's kind of like when we know our own dignity, when we know we are children of the Lord, when we allow our Lord to love us and heal us, then, you know, we know who we are. Yes, absolutely. And uh, when we understand the priesthood, which we'll never understand this side, you know, of heaven. But um, Are you saying I live a mystery? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, that's what I see every morning when I get in the mirror. So (laughs) you are a mystery. (laughs) But the the reverence that we should have for the priesthood who brings us Jesus and forgiveness. But also to my brother priest, you know, every time we approach the altar of the living God to have a sense of mystery for the priesthood, we're called to live. You know, this is not, there has never been a day and age where the priest is allowed to say, oh, look at me, glorify me, how awesome I am. Right. The man who's called to the priesthood is called to be the first one who falls down with admiration, awe, and wonder at the priesthood he's called to live. Because that man is so aware of, or should be so aware of his limitations, weaknesses, and sins. And to say, the Lord asks me to make him present for his faithful, I mean, really... It's the ultimate relationship of sales and management. I mean, it's like, okay, God wants me as a salesman for him to take him into his people's homes and hearts. But we all need affirmation. Absolutely. Because of the humanness. And so, you know, once again, as lay people, we invite you to affirm your priests. Pray for them. Pray for your priests. That's that's number one. Yeah. And um, appreciate your priests. And I I think you've mentioned... Quotes. Another quote by uh, St. John Vianney was really dealing with his rule of life was do only what can be offered to the Lord. Yeah. And I was thinking, do we do that in our homes? Do we really follow what he is saying that everything we do has to glorify Jesus? Yeah. Has to glorify the king of our homes. That's why the enthronement is so important. We are not the king. The fathers are not the king or the mothers are not the queen to their home. That's a relief. Yeah, it is. It's like taking Mm -hmm. that off of our shoulders and saying, Jesus is the king and we have to follow him. And talking about that, Father, maybe we we need to go into a little bit going back to how you led people, and we don't want to leave them hanging, on the artist and why we need to— it really goes with St. John Vianney today. Yeah, you know, anytime we see a saint, that saint reflects to us beauty. You know, But what's incredible is if you think about some of our saints, they worked themselves into weariness, exhaustion, and a lot mm-hmm. of times as a result of the way they live for the Lord, they lost what a lot of people look for in external beauty. I mean, they were weary, worn out, mm. exhausted. You know, look at them. It like was just some season. of our priests. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, the saints exhibit for us beauty. Mm-hmm. They also exhibit for us uh, truth and goodness, these three transcendentals. And wherever we encounter truth, beauty, and goodness, we uh, meet and encounter an invitation that the Lord has extended to us to follow him, to come back to him. And so when the Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, invites us to join him in praying for the intention for the month of August, um, when he does that, he's asking us to not only pray for the artist, that they can be successful in transmitting beauty, but to also appreciate beauty when we see it. You know, the intention that our Holy Father has given to us for this month, that artists of our time 
through their ingenuity, may help everyone discover the beauty of creation. And I think this gives us a beautiful opportunity, a powerful opportunity to make sure that we understand a few things. First of all, beauty is not in the eye of the beholder. Father, it's we not. need this guideline. Thank you so much. If truth is not decided mm-hmm. upon by the individual person, mm-hmm. truth is objective, it's not subjective, then beauty, which is also transcendental, beauty is not in the eye of the beholder. Either something is beautiful or it's not. And a good litmus test for that is if something is beautiful, it communicates its beauty on its own. If something has to be translated, explained, deciphered, and highlighted, then it's usually not beautiful. It might be an artistic expression of the artist, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it's beautiful. And we all know what it means to walk into a church that is gorgeous and beautiful. And guess what? The architect is not standing there. The painter is not standing there. The sculptor is not standing there explaining why, what, and how everything means. It speaks for itself. You go into St. Peter's Basilica or you look at a picture of it, you don't have to have Michelangelo standing there saying, well, the reason why I did this arch or the reason why those letters are actually 12 feet tall, but to yeah. you they look like they're two feet tall, he doesn't have to be there. Why? Because it has beauty. And since beauty is a transcendental quality of God, God communicates himself to us through that without having to have like an intermediary. You know, faith is being so challenged. The darkness today, I mean, this is a really an issue. It is. And, you know, and even... uh laws saying, you know, what, where's the boundary? Is there a boundary? Mm -hmm. And if, is this, you know, my opinion of what art is or beauty is and your opinion, is it just an opinion? So I, I really thank you because Christians need guidelines. So we can, first of all, have, we can have a no for ourselves and then have this conversation in a way that is meaningful. Well, it's like the mother to the little child. I mean, that mother or the father to the little child is going to uh, basically invite the child, command Mm -hmm. the child to not put their hand on the hot burner on the stove. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. why? Because that's going to hurt the child. It's the same with art. Art is a very, very powerful medium in life. And we have to be humble enough to accept the guidelines and the invitations from the creator to make sure that art is beautiful. Tell us again, what are those guidelines? (laughs) For example, for for beauty, beauty is going to speak on its own. It's going to communicate itself and it's also going to transcend time. It's going to transcend time and always captivate the attention of the onlooker. And you're going to basically be mesmerized by beauty itself and realize, you know, you look at a the statue of the Pieta. We have a copy of it here right in front of us at the studio. You're standing in front of the Pieta in mm-hmm. St. Peter's Basilica, Carve of Michelangelo. What are some of the things that come to your mind? How on earth did wow. someone chisel that mm-hmm. by hand with a hammer and a chisel? I mean, I look at that and it's like, okay, if I had to chisel the vein and the one arm, the whole arm would have mm-hmm. fallen off. Mm-hmm. No, but Michelangelo was able to do that. I mean, that takes an incredible sense of humility on the part of the artist to realize I'm cooperating with God here to transmit beauty. God has to be a part of beauty. Absolutely. And and I think a lot of people experience back in the 70s, the church is being stripped. Sure, yeah. And we lost the beauty. And I now know it's coming back. I mean, you see it, it's coming back. Because we need, people say, why do they have, spend so much money for a church today? Mm -hmm. All the artwork and all the statues and the glass pane windows and so forth. And it's really to help us experience God. And you know, beauty does not have to be equated with expense. 
Some of the most beautiful、mm. things you can see are that which are simple and poor. You know, some of the ugliest things you can see are the most expensive items. Or religious art. Yeah, well, that, isn't and going back to the Sacred、art. Heart, a lot of times people say, "Well, what kind of image of the Sacred Heart should I have in my home?"、Oh. I said, "One that is beautiful. If you ha- if you bring in an image of the Sacred Heart and no one knows what it is,、mm. then it's not of God." Yeah. You know, you want to make sure you have an image of our Lord with His Sacred Heart that is, first of all, beautiful. What does that mean? It communicates on its own God's love. And God's it love. can be individual,、uh, individualistic. Sure, different talents, different perspectives, people, different likes. Yeah,、oh, have yeah. Got, found their own image that they relate to of the Sacred Heart. We do bring an image,、mm-hmm. and we do leave it. But you know. You're not restricted to that. And if it doesn't speak to、means. your personal taste, we invite you to share it with somebody else and to find that image of the Sacred Heart that was, you know, given to us by a, a painter or a sculptor that really speaks to you. Yes, absolutely. And there is that that kind of fluidity of personal、mm-hmm. t- uh, taste or likes or preferences. But you know, beauty at the end of the day, beauty communicates itself. As long as you know the image of our Lord Jesus Christ allows the Lord to shine、mm-hmm. through it, and it doesn't get in the way of Him. Then you know it's beautiful.、That's、well,、good. and I think as we you talked about earlier,、um, the families getting ready for their children to go back to school. Absolutely. I think part of that is to make sure the dress, to make sure everything is going to be acceptable to Jesus, right? And to see the beauty through Jesus, not through the secular world, but to Jesus. So I think this beauty is and the truth. And goodness is something that we can really meditate on, and that's what the Sacred Heart is about. The Sacred Heart is about bringing Jesus into the home, so it just magnifies the beauty of the home.、No, Without、absolutely. Jesus, how do you have beauty? You don't. You don't. You Because don't. there's anger. There's how、fights. do you have peace? You <clears throat> don't. Right, you don't、no. have peace. All of that. Jesus brings the beauty to the home. It radiates the beauty. And whatever is not of Jesus, when you put that sacred heart up, you're saying at that point, Jesus is now the King. Anything that is not of you, leave this home. Absolutely. And that might take a while, but that's what's going to happen. So today we're asking, inviting, and even pleading with you as you're listening to the Sacred Heart Hour to, in this moment, on this day, and this year,、um, to ask the Lord to enter into your heart. To bring the Lord into your heart,、uh, to allow Him to bring His truth, beauty, and goodness into your heart, into your home. And Father, we know the heart is restless until it rests in you, you Lord.、Mm-hmm. So、Beautiful、don't lose hope. If you know of someone who is away from the Lord, who is saying all those things you were talking about earlier, I'm fine. I don't need God. His heart is restless. Her heart is restless. So、Absolutely. don't give up. The tug of war still going on. Pray hard for them. <laughs> Pray hard. As we bring to a close our hour with you on this first Friday of the month, dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank all of you for tuning in, and we ask for your prayers of support for Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio, for Sacred Heart Columbus, for all of the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, for all of those who have enthroned their lives, their homes to the Lord. And for those who are preparing to do so, please join us as we enter into our concluding prayer. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew our consecration of family and of ourselves to your divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. 
Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials, as well as in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering forever. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you, protect you, and guide you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. WVSG, Columbus, Ohio. Statewide, this is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820.